What's up, y'all? You're listening to the first half of our latest episode of Festival Schmestival, where we have our guests book a fantasy music festival using the recently played songs. If you want to hear the second half of this episode, where our guests get to list their dream artists, you got to become a Two Minutes to Late Night Patreon patron. You get the rest of the pod and other rewards, so check it out! All right, we doing all right, everybody. We feel good. We ready to ready to talk about um, music. Oh no! Now you're too okay, loud. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> you can't go full gain. I've been playing guitar for three months. I know that <laughs> there are rules now. Yeah, that's the first thing you learn. Too much gain, and then you unlearn it. <laughs> and then yeah, then it's then it's gain, uh, like up to your eyes. Exactly. You gotta you gotta gain their trust you can't let the front of house guy win absolutely not that's why they invented the hm2 exactly (laughs) can you you turn down on stage no i can't sorry speaking of not being able to turn down i started recording what's up everybody welcome to festivals festival hey we did it we did it you got you figured out how to do a surprise introduction again drew i just hit the button i don't know if i figured any shit out (laughs) Uh, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Anyways, uh, everybody, welcome to Festival Schmestival. Uh, our guest today is Colin Young. Colin Young from Twitching Tongues and God's Hate. Hey, Colin. Greetings. Thank you so much yeah. for having me. <laughs> just you're just Colin, you... Lord of just oh. uh, of just like the ass beater albums. Jesus oh. Christ! <laughs> you're so sweet. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, you play drums in God's Hate. And you're the singer of Twitching Tongues, yes, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. Uh, both both those bands kick ass. I told you that I was going to punish you, and I totally am. The new God's Hate album is totally my album of the year oh, right now. Oh, my it's God. It's so good. We got a few months left, but I fucking... Man, this album is so good. I love it. You know, um, it, it was such a long fucking brutal process for me personally because it was just like the hardest i've ever worked on one singular piece of music so the thing like hearing that is like ah, fucking thank god you know like that, that's that's all you can hope for because because you don't know until it's out like does this sure. does this suck is the thing i have to Especially after being in Twitching Tongues, you know, that's the thing. Because even people who like Twitching Tongues are like, does this suck? Uh, <laughs> so, 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 so it's it's a thing I've I'm, I lived through it for so long that I ask myself it every time. But now I'm pretty confident that the, that it doesn't suck. So that's that's good yeah. to hear that it doesn't suck. is like, all right, well, if you think so, then that's 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 good enough, you know? Well, the thing that I've learned in five years of doing two minutes to late night is that you can personally suck, but you can make things that don't suck. Oh, so absolutely. <laughs> and that's what that's what therapy is for. Absolutely. But man, I also I think I saw a tweet and correct me if I'm wrong, that actually you wrote the album on drums first and then the guitars came in. Um 
Not quite. So, but I, I that well, would be insane. That would be insane. <laughs> that that is something. So when uh when my brother and I were uh, younger, we were we did a band called Ruckus that was before Twitching Tongues, and that was how he wrote the songs initially. Really, That's he crazy. would just record drum stuff that he sounded cool, and then write riffs over them. It's insane. If you listen to the demo back, there's there's you can kind of hear it because there's no actual structure to what he's doing. <laughs> um, you no, know, uh, sorry. Oh no, that's I, I just I, I'm just thinking about that, and it's it's just blowing my mind because I I definitely I've definitely started songs with like to write or to write riffs with drums being kind of the driving force of the whole thing. Uh, of course, but I of course. but I've never but but that is. That's but I want to check out Ruckus. You have so many bands. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. There's a lot. No, dude, it's great. I love like it's to echo what Drew said. Like I, I saw that there was a new God's Hate album, and I was just like, oh, sick. All right, I'm excited to check this out. And then all of a sudden, I saw I, I literally think like every person I know was either tweeting about it or listening to it. Like I saw it in every story. I my mom texted me about it. That album what? is everywhere. Oh, thank you, mom, so much. <laughs> Jordan, I strained my shoulder doing deadlifts listening to Gatsby. Oh, that is beautiful. That is You want spaghetti for dinner? Jordan, have you heard we're gonna listen to finish the job at Passover? <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what the song is actually about. It's about the uh For sure. the the turkey or whatever you guys eat. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> the Passover turkey. Yeah. All right. We we do Wait, you do well, eat tears at Passover. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> what um what we sorry, what what was I confusing okay, that for? So, Did you just record? Yeah, so yeah. um uh I, so I wrote the riffs for the record as well. So when it came time to record, um, Taylor, who played the guitar parts on the album, hadn't learned everything yet. So I just recorded the drums kind of to nothing. Like I just uh, I didn't have like scratch scratch guitar or a, a click track or anything. I just played and and like thought about the riffs in my head. Hell yeah, that's so cool. That is awesome. And this is a, it's a RZA. It's it's an Arthur Rizik production, right? No, Taylor, Taylor no. recorded it as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, at least we did well, our research. Never mind. It still sounds fucking great. All right. <laughs> he'll he'll be glad he thinks so. Yeah. Well, I we usually don't do this uh this part, by the way. Usually this is a pretty goofy podcast, but because this album is like I fucking love it, I definitely wanted to talk about it a little bit so that hopefully people who are listening check this album oh, out. That's, I think well, it's so I cool. like I'm glad you strayed away from the norm for little old me, you know? <laughs> But now to now to get into some of the norm. Do you uh um how this how this podcast is going to work is we are going to build uh the Colin Young like uh, the dream music festival for you. So oh, no. how it's going to This is going to be a disaster just so you know. Great. Absolutely. No, That's nobody, where the comedy comes nobody from. is coming to this. <laughs> Fuck yeah. So <laughs> how uh, as like so the disaster festival is going to start with uh five bands from your recently played uh the recently played section of your spotify okay. so in order the last five artists that you listen to that's the, those are the first five acts on your festival oh, oh no 
<laughs> and then you get five, and then you have just like five from your heart. Okay, so this is a bit. Com- this, is com- this first one's a bit complicated. Okay, well, first, so, oh, before we actually dive into it, sure. So sure. you, so um, I we do have we have a few rules right. because it's complicated. We're 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 in aggressive music, so bands are breaking up. There are people who are no longer with us, so ah. we have some we have some lifelines for you. We have some some tricks that you can pull. Okay. Um, number one is you get one reunion kind of like it works kind of like riot fest you can have one big reunion a year okay. right. um, so so you can yeah. reunite and much like riot fest if uh half the band is dead you have to do some substitutions okay right i'm not i'm not sure i'll need uh i'm not sure i'll need that to be honest okay well but i'll, you I'll pick it. one I, you know but uh, that's fine but i don't know what the thing is you have you get a hologram too and you don't have to use the hologram for just a dead person. You can just have fun with that hologram. I can pick anybody. Like, yeah, you, you can, can just, dance with a hologram. Yeah, okay. absolutely. You you can just have. You can literally just put like. You can just have a hardcore band performing on stage with a hologram of themselves. Oh, cool! If you want, you can just yeah, go nuts like with. That. You get it. yeah. You get one full album set. So one one uh one artist on the bill gets to just play. If you have just like a, if you're like, that's the best album. I want to hear that whole album. Only mm. one band can do that. Only one. So, All right, that's fine. Only one. Only one. Um, you, uh, there's, uh, you you get unlimited fantasy booking because sometimes the like uh, the bands uh gotta gotta perform so you can, uh, so if you like if you already used your reunion and you need it. And you're like, ah, but this this singer's not gonna rejoin with his original band. Mm-hmm. You can just fantasy book some other singer or anybody, an actor, oh. uh, like okay. whatever you want. Yeah, you can be like Chris Hemsworth is gonna sing uh, for Bane. So you know, <laughs> what, yeah. Well, I'll, you know, this is a lot of there's a lot of regulations here. So I'll uh, a lot of C's, a lot of CCs and R's. So I'll uh, I'll get back <laughs> to you while we're doing it to see, of course, if I'm if I'm breaking yeah, some kind yeah. of law. Final. The fun kind of thing is what's going to happen is you're going to say something and then we're going to go, no, okay. and then you have to figure out how to work okay. around it. It is how so it works. You, um, you'll probably it, say no right away because the first things on here just... Well, I'm going to say no right away anyways because we're not done. We have one more rule. We have, okay. one more rule. we have one more rule. The best rule. You have to... Andrew WK has to be a part of your music festival. He's at every music festival. You don't okay. have to have him play, but he has to be there doing something. He has you to can be have part just... of the Bethesda booth or something. He's got to be doing something. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he could just He's be giving out you who you he, you can have you can just be sponsored by Purple Mattresses and he can just be sleeping on them. It doesn't matter. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So he's. I, I mean, I figured he'd be involved anyway. You guys didn't even need to say that. He probably would have been there. Yeah. Listen, some All people right. don't know, and they're like, who's this man wearing white jeans and a white t-shirt with well, gorgeous biceps? Yeah, that is their yeah. problem. First, before we fully dive in, sure. we just, um, we got <laughs> no two, more we rules. Two, no, we, rules. no more rules, just two two pieces we got to figure out about the festival. Sure. What time of year? What's your favorite? Like, are you a, a summer festival no, person? Do you like the winter? I'm a winter okay. guy. Okay. So you um, want to, but what's complicated is I'm also a big fan of air conditioning, you know. So <laughs> uh, winter is God's air conditioning. Yeah, that is true. 
We'll just say that. <laughs> yeah. It's an outdoor winter festival. Okay. Are you from California? Uh, I'm from Connecticut, but I've lived in California longer. Right. Oh, okay. so, so I lived there long enough to miss it, you know? But not yeah. long enough to, to scrape ice off of my own car. Right. For sure. <laughs> just long enough I to would... miss a clam pizza. Exactly. I've always joked. I've been in I've been in LA for uh, almost three years now, and I've always joked that like if I ever get a little bit of money, like you know how there's like escape rooms and experiences that happen. Like I want to do like an East Coast winter experience where like you pay forty dollars and you get to go inside of this like former airplane hangar. Oh, that's genius! Uh, and there's snow, and yeah, and for like for fifty bucks, you get to buy your own ice scraper and you get to scrape ice off a car window and see what that feels like. I and love then, it. Like just. Just, you know, un- you have to undig your, your mom's driveway. And, of course, that's, you know, employment for all of the actors that are looking for work right now. They have to play your moms. And Genius. <laughs> yeah. We make a lot of money. Sure. All right. Moving on. Yeah, I'll, uh, personally uh, invest, I'll personally invest, you know, 100 bucks. That, that'll get you started. Hey. That's great. Now we're in the red. <laughs> so if we're. All right. So we're doing a winter festival. Where do you okay. want it to be in Connecticut so you can get the full winter experience where where do you want to set it anywhere in the world the moon yeah, is also an option no we'll put it in connecticut um we'll put it in connecticut spawn um uh, it'll be in bristol right down the street from espn uh, <laughs> the offices yeah everybody right throw by, your right hot the dogs HQ. <laughs> everybody throw your hot dogs at vince mcmahon's office yeah that's very close by too so Maybe we'll do that. Do an after show in Stanford. Well, actually, I just I don't know Bristol personally, mm-hmm. but I just looked it up, and literally the nicknames for Bristol, Connecticut, are Mum City, M U M, and home of ESPN. Yeah, ESPN like, came in and wrecked shit, brother. They took over. Really? They took the whole town. That's like Google in San Francisco. It literally is the same thing. Like every every other guy works at ESPN there. Or has been laid oh, off by these ESPN. ESPN bros. Yeah, exactly. The uh, they, they so call funny. it the uh, silicone ditch. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that. All right. Okay, silicone so we're in the, the silicone ingredient of hockey pucks. We're in the silicone ditch. It's in the winter. All right, let's get into it. Recently played first band. Look. <sighs> uh, Bear with me here for a second. The <laughs> last, it. the last thing I did on Spotify was I listened to every band who covered Hello Waits in a row. <laughs> so, so I, I can I do oh, like a yeah. can I do like a split set of all of those bands just playing Hello Waits as as the opener? It's not Hello Waits Festival. Oh <laughs> yeah, no, but that fucking that would kick that would kind of kick ass. Damn. Um. All right. Let's do the five, and then, and then yeah, we'll talk actually, about you know the weights, guys. I think. I think what you should do is you got to do like. Uh, I think whoever is headlining, mm-hmm. they'll be the last to play, and then all of the bands rush, and it's just like a "We Are the World" playing "Hello Waits." Yes, that's it. Okay, good to know. Yeah, so they'll all I'm play glad together. You guys are over there. All right, good. So the last thing, the thing I listened to before that, oh God. Jesus Christ. Well, hold on. What are these bands? Oh, we've got um, Earth Crisis recorded the intro. So that they're in. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Oh, 
Oh, they just they did the album. They yeah. didn't just do they didn't do the six minute song. No, no, they I did thought, the intro of the song. Is is this so like a Earth tribute Grey. album? No, no, it's no a I just album. I just individually looked up everybody who had recorded a cover of Hello Waits. Gotcha. Oh, so you made okay. your own. You made your own like too legit for the pit a tribute to Hello Waits by just taking everybody's covers, and it seems like I just wanted to. He- I just wanted to them. hear them all. I was just like, all right, who's covered Hello Waits? Let's see what's out there, just to okay. hear. It. And that's, well, that's the last the five searches I have. So, <laughs> so we're doing that. Oh, so that's going to be the line. That fucking rules. This is the funniest thing. This is so fucking hilarious. I hate this. I love that. So Earth, uh, so Earth Crisis just did, they just did like the noises. They just did, the did, they just, no, they did the full part, but up until the, you know, the whole, when it comes in. And then they took off. They went into Slither or some shit. And Cradle of Filth was the next one. Which lo- I gotta say, I love theirs. They did a good one. I had never heard it before. Yeah. They added a bunch of synth and shit, and it's awesome. That fucking rules. They also they Cradle Filth, weirdly good cover band. They do a great um, uh, what is it? They do a great Hollowed Be Thy Name. Uh, they do Halloween Two by Sam Hain, but make it really big. Like oh, it's, yeah. it's weird to hear. It's weird to hear, just like. Uh, like a Misfits or a Sam Hain cover that sounds big. It's that, oh, yeah. That's one thing you can never... That is one term I wouldn't use to describe uh, any early dancing. Um, Especially but, because the Sam Hain record, because it just... Like, why does it sound so bad? It's truly unbelievable. It sounds it's, like... It sounds like the Misfits played backwards slower. It sounds awful, but I fucking love it. It's great. Yeah, no, I it's incredible. It. it sounds like the drummer had never heard the songs before and was like, I'm just going to do me, man. You guys, you guys keep going. <laughs> That's exactly like when you listen to like Mother of Mercy, like the gallop on the guitar. It makes no sense. It's so awful. Yeah, also, the Misfits sounded like shit. We're just judging it from like all the re-releases that we were exposed to. But for 20 years, the Misfits were absolute garbage. Absolutely well, correct. The, they were garbage, but also they... But sick as like, fuck. Guy, sick as fuck. Oh, yeah. I love them, obviously. And actually, I kind of like it better when they're sloppy and messy, you know? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I, but also, yeah. Well, the, the thing... The Misfits were like sloppy and messy, but they literally called their drummer Robo because he played almost robot. Like that guy was called Robo because he just kind of kept a very, an almost too consistent beat. So everything. I mean, he, could, he could hit you with a dude, got to, got to, got to, got 26 hours a day. You know, he'll, yeah. he's on. He is a metronome. <laughs> he's literally a metronome. It was everyone else's fault. Um, but Absolutely. anyway, all right. So. Third Hello Waits cover. Uh, Vader did one. Really? Yeah. I, that makes total sense. Well, I don't know yeah. why I was that shocked. Vader absolutely did one. Was it good? Yeah, it's fine. The song is insane. So it's like if it sounds yeah. good, you're just like, yeah, this is obviously sick because the song is fucking sick. Right. I mean, you I never say- know. Like, oh, sorry. sorry. The Cradle of no, Filth one takes the cake by far. It's the king. That makes sense because you want yeah. Cradle Filth is always at least gonna bring like their brand of something. They're like, we are Cradle Filth. We have uh, we have we have strings. I 
I sound like a Tim Burton monster when I sing. Yeah, so you're always going to get at least, there's always this cradle fills fingerprint on it. So like the riffs can hit, but they got that, they got that extra something. They got their identity on there, and it, which reminds me, this is a little off topic. I'm sorry, but I figured I'd ask. Have you guys no, fine. heard the, uh, the Dimmu Borgir cover of uh, Twisted Sister? No. no, what? Oh what? You guys just got, you might you might just have to play it for the audience real quick and we'll come back after that. You're gonna burn in hell. Oh, they do burn in hell from Pee Wee? Yeah, man. What the and fuck? It, it, I'm telling what? you, it is one of the greatest covers you'll ever hear in your life. I believe it, dude. I love like Drew is not a Demu Borgir person. But I, I love them. I no, love. I like a, them. I'm not. They're not my favorite. But I dig them. I love a. I love a fucking big production black metal album. I love. I me love too, like a man. war, a Warcraft the musical. Give me that me shit. Me too. I describe <laughs> them. I describe them as a four dimensional band in a sea of three dimensional bands. <laughs> there you go. It's only four D in... music. Yeah, I can 4DX. smell them when they're playing. I can smell them and taste it. <laughs> Absolutely. I like any metal band going back and kind of covering the pre-metal metal music. Like my favorite cover of all time, I talk about this a lot, is uh the Megadeth cover of No More Mr. Nice Guy. Oh, it's hell yeah. so good. And the layering of just like, you know, Dave Mustaine has been waiting his whole life to be like, me and nice guy. Yeah, yeah right. You know? <laughs> like, that that that's some that would describe his entire he was he based his whole thing off that line. <laughs> He's like, guys, yeah. we gotta finally do this one so I can let him know where this all this <laughs> shit came from. Yeah, he was singing that song in New Jersey while a guy was pumping his gas. Exactly. That guy was like, oh, th- yeah, this is a good song for you. You should cover it. Yeah. <laughs> but as you said, the song from Pee Wee, I'm positive that somebody in the band heard it there for the first time. And I like to picture them talking to each other like, what should we cover for the next album? And one guy being like, what if he did the song from Pee Wee? Uh, the you know, it, yeah, where, where the, they're on the car and then Pee Wee comes by on his very funny bicycle being chased yeah. by Godzilla and <laughs> King Ghidorah. <laughs> it's so funny. I'm also scared of snakes. I relate to the Pee Wee. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. Dude, and then there I'm it so... was, one of the greatest covers ever. <laughs> I can't wait to check this out. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm, awesome. I'm fucking stoked. All right, but speaking of covers, back to Hell Awaits. Number yeah, four. it was uh, Incantation. Sure. That- yeah, it's like, okay. That was actually the last one, so I thought I had five, but it looks like I've got four. So I guess I've got an opener. Cool. What's After, after you listen to this, uh, to all those bands. Well, I'm sorry, guys. Um, I, I really – so I've been writing a uh, – I've been doing like a remix – of one of the new gods hate songs for um, entrance music for, for Brody's new ring of honor team. Oh, hell yeah. So in order to, and like every wrestling song has like the fakest drums you've ever heard and was like clearly Mm -hmm. made and made on a computer. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it right. I'm going to make it on a computer and just make it like kind of sound like shit on purpose. So I want, (laughs) But like in a way where you're like in a, in an arena, this will sound great. But I'm listening to this now, and I can hear that this is just like a guy doing on a fucking doing the musical typing option in GarageBand. 
Yeah, for sure. To reference that, I used Brock Lesnar's theme by uh, Jim Johnston. So Jim Johnston (laughs) is the opener who uh, was WWE's head music writer for for like two decades. So there will be some hits in there. (laughs) Fuck yeah. I'm excited to hear Sexy Boy before slither that might have been uh, that, that might have been a jimmy hart song so i don't know if sexy boy will uh will be will make the cut but you know we'll really? have the, the stone cold song will be in there the dx song uh triple h's song brock lesnar's song he's written some hits but i think i'm pretty sure uh sexy boy might have been jimmy hart oh i did not i didn't i didn't know that jimmy hart uh wrote wrote the songs the craziest the weirdest rest the I only have one wrestling entrance music story. What's and that? it's um it's uh I I heard this from the Incendiary Boys. Ah, uh yes. uh after they wrote uh the Aleister Black song. And I did not know that this is exactly how like a lot of entrance songs are made. Like they wrote a whole fucking song oh, for yeah. Aleister Black. Like it had, you know verses and bridges or whatever and what happened how that entrance got created is they just took like a piece of the bridge cut it up and looped it yeah and that's the that's the entrance song now so there's just like an entire four minute sick like incendiary with like a choir and strings song that just does not exist it's, it's and i honestly, really want to hear it those so those two guys were called cfos they worked for wwe um right. i i can't believe that they let those guys go because like what they're able to do on a laptop is like the some of the songs they've written in the past five years or so are insane they're really good I, and they yeah. just they just the the company picks a minute of a of the section and they're like all right this is the song so yeah. it is it's pretty bizarre. They they'd write like there's these full four or five minute things and they just chop them up into into like one part that can repeat over and over again. Um but yeah, those guys are like unbelievable at, at what they do. And Jim Johnson, who wrote the Brock Lesnar theme, is no slouch <laughs> himself. Uh and I did check it was Jimmy Hart who wrote the Shawn Michaels song. But uh oh, you'll see you'll see that Jim Johnson's catalog is uh he's no slouch. He's very good. Yeah. Yeah, no. I I I know the name Jim Johnson. I just looked him up and he kind of uh, no offense to him, he kind of looks like a combination of uh like Eric Clapton and Mitch McConnell. Are you looking at his <laughs> are you looking at his Spotify photo right now? I'm looking I just I just Googled him. Oh okay. Um, his, his I'm looking at his Spotify photo right now and it's one of the most edited uh photos I've, I think I've ever seen in my life. Oh my god. Yeah, there's Oh my god. <laughs> This should be like on the Wikipedia page for Dodge and Bird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Also, he... by the way, I, this isn't. This is the. Cover... I did not know who. Uh, I did not know who Jim Johnson was. So I thought for a split second you were talking about Jay Johnson, uh. the comedian from Mister Show, who also was at the insurrection. Oh no! That oh my! Isn't that <laughs> how fucked up is that man? Like I, the story of Everest sketch is like one of my favorite pieces of media of all time, and now ever. It's just... It's it's incredible. It, like when I find somebody who hasn't seen that, I sit down. It's like eleven minutes long, and I'm sitting down, being like, "You sit down and watch this whole fucking thing right now. You're not getting I like, up." I just showed like uh, my girlfriend that 
over the summer. And fuck, it, it really broke my heart. Yeah, it's not. It's not ruined, and I'm going to tell you why. Because he gets hurt over and over? <laughs> no, 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 no. Because it's funny. Yeah. It's funny that Jay Johnston, a very funny C or D level comedian, you know, never really had great success or anything, decided to storm the Capitol. Like that's an added layer of humor. It's not like if he had done something like horrendous uh, that he, you know, like obviously if he had done like a sex crime or something, then yeah, absolutely. The sketch is ruined. Uh, (laughs) But I think I totally think that it adds like this extra layer of funny. It's like, you see that really funny actor. He thought it would be cool if he raided the Capitol. Yeah, that is true. I just think, I just think that's like that's hysterical. And obviously, like, yeah, the dude's never going to work again in his life. But he'll, he'll be in some like paid. abortion movie or something soon. I'm sure. Probably. <laughs> He's going to be at the like, bottom of like, Amazon Prime for sure. Yeah, yeah, like that dude totally decided to ruin his legacy by taking a bus to DC. Did, has he has have has that been like fully confirmed? Because I saw it was trending on Twitter for a couple of days, and it was mostly like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" And like, "Oh wow, this guy." It was a guess. Yeah, it was hilarious. Tim, Tim Heidecker confirmed it, and then later like deleted the tweet because he was like, "I don't want to be a reference. Like, uh, I don't want people to cite me in articles." Right. But like, it was kind of known in the comedy community that that dude was a little more. Concerned conservative than uh everybody else god imagine being like funny and conservative that's an oxymoron i can't can't. and just a moron you're a moron (laughs) imagine being funny and conservative i uh it doesn't make sense wait you don't like you don't like dennis miller (laughs) no (laughs) i've 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 I feel like when you look at just this blows my mind all the time, just looking at like the textbook definition of conservative and like how fucking lame it is reading that and being like, this is I've I'm feeling this like this is what I want to be called. I can't yeah, believe it. Wild. I think the most disappointing of all of the like comedians to end up being uh, conservative is um Oh fuck! I can't believe I forgot his name. Right as I was about to say it, what a what a podcast, everybody! Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I th- the, I feel like all the of dude them. who got fired from SNL, uh, who did Weekend Update, uh, would always make jokes about Frank Stallone. Uh, I don't know. Norm, Mac- Norm Macdonald. Norm Macdonald. Norm yeah. Macdonald is conservative. Yeah. Are you sure? Sorry, man. Don't do this to me right now. Yeah. <laughs> But it's also like an it's an old age thing. Like I, I know that's like I, I believe me, I'm as I'm as left as it gets, and I'm not trying to like defend these conservative schmucks. I think they fucking suck. But I also you can tell that these people either got rich young or they just like didn't get rich young and it brewed a lot of hate like a Jay Johnston. Like you can tell that, that dude didn't get his success and right. like it brewed. And so these people get more conservative as they get older. Um so like I don't know. Again, it's like that 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 doesn't ruin their comedy for me. It's just like, well, I'm definitely not going to go see Norm Macdonald once yeah. he does a stand-up. Oh show. man, that's a shame. He's just he's so fucking brilliant. Yeah, he's dead. I think it's kind of that um, weird little uh, you know, like libertarian yeah, I, type yeah, of vibe. I, I, the, is there a bigger pussy than the modern libertarian? Just in general, you know? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, you know what? I stand for nothing. And I think it's fucking sick. 
I stand for me and my backyard. Exactly. Full of birds. <laughs> like, D- don't don't tread on me, or I'll call the cops. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking wimps. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, I, I like who I am excited to pay because they're a private service. Yeah. It's you know I. I think when it comes, I think when it comes to just comedians or anything, when it comes to any version of like separating the art from the artist, I think it's just at a certain at a certain uh, extent, it just depends on what the art is and sure. what they have done to ruin it. Like uh, I believe I've said this on uh, in, on in several outlets. It doesn't matter, but you, mm-hmm. I feel like. You, like you can't wa- I'll, I'll never really be able to watch like Louis CK do anything again not because of like uh, uh, mostly because m- most of his comedy is about like can you believe the world behaves like this and it's and it yes. and it ends up that his behavior is is fucking shit like you build your persona on telling people how to live their lives or what would make the world better. And it would be like, and it's like, you know what would make the world better? If you weren't fucking jerk, forcing people to watch you jerk off. So, you know, I I think that's, that's why this Michael Rappaport, Kevin Durant thing hit uh, the way it did as well. Cause Michael Rappaport's entire gimmick is just talking shit. And then somebody was like, you know what? Fuck you. And he was like, I'm really scared. I don't know what to do. (laughs) (laughs) fuck yeah i think it's also very funny because i'm trying to think of other examples of this and the one that comes to my head is like uh tim allen like outspoken conservative and he's also like there conservatives don't get any respect in hollywood blah 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 and i'm just like dude the only thing that you're in that i'm gonna watch is toy story and i can separate the artist's from the art because you're not a fucking talking toy you don't like <laughs> you don't even have a good looking chin you, you, know? you don't like the santa claus uh trilogy uh i would say that two is the strongest one well, two but... is the str- you're out of your damn mind <laughs> i'm but jewish I, I haven't seen it hey that's cool man <laughs> i just who is the one with the weird robot santa that's where there's uh, like a... that's two that's two yeah, yeah. yeah. three three is the I, one with martin short as uh jack frost Look, we're going to go on so many tangents here. I'm just going to get this out of the way. I always love the sequel to a movie that doesn't need a sequel because that's when they hire some like random uh, struggling comedian to punch up a script as much as possible. And that's where you get the real weird shit. Yeah. Like Santa Claus 1, base level movie. Santa Claus 2, robot Santa Absolutely. Claus. That was totally <laughs> like psychotic. <laughs> That was probably like Kevin Smith not getting paid, you know, like an uncredited rewrite for $80,000 putting that shit in there. Like the funniest, yep. weirdest movie is Legally Blonde 2. That movie makes absolutely no sense. And um, the voice of uh, of Dr. Venture from the Venture Brothers has a very, very small <laughs> role in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And it's it's the funniest it's the funniest one-off joke that makes no sense. They're in like a laboratory where... Uh, uh, L, the lead character of Legally Blonde's uh, Chihuahua's mother is what? Uh, where they do? Yeah. Oh, man, so basically, the second like movie, year. Legally Blonde Two, is about uh, is all about like uh, fighting for the rights of animals. Like it's about uh, animal testing. It's pretty cool, actually. It's a funny movie. But there is this throwaway joke where she's trying to get into this laboratory and get her dog's mom back, mm-hmm. and and James Urbaniak is 
playing the like the lab technician oh, wow. and and so she's trying to get in and he's like sorry can't let you in i don't even have the key and then it like <laughs> she moves to a different door there's like a full 10 second break and then he just goes yeah you swallow the key once and suddenly you're the weird key swallowing guy and nobody <laughs> trusts oh my you. god it's so funny it's so good it's, I love a bad, unwarranted sequel. We should move on, but I just had to bring that up. No, Thanks I, for bringing it up. I <laughs> listen. The, I I I also love that, and they never get they like RoboCop two. Oh fucking, yeah. Frank n- Miller. The, uh, w- probably one of the most unsequel, like unnecessary sequels yeah. ever. You can't do another one of those. Uh, but yeah, you just have a fucking weird child, and uh, it's written by Frank Miller. Yeah, for yeah. some fucking reason, that got Frank Robocop. Miller into Hollywood. The weird, yeah. the weird child uh, was a big, big uh, trope at the time. Yeah, you know, you had uh, Data from Goonies and uh, what's the Short Round. You know, mm-hmm. there was a Short Round yeah. in every other fucking sequel. At least RoboCop two had like the the gall to not have a racist child stereotype. Yes, absolutely right. true. In a, like, <laughs> honestly, that movie needs to be put up on a pedestal. There's also a scene where a bunch of RoboCops commit suicide. It's fucking crazy. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. It's so yeah. fucking crazy. Anyway, um, <laughs> love that we got here. <laughs> yeah, that was good. From Jim's. Yeah, this listen. is what this is what podcasts should do. This is what yeah. I want when I listen to them. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> you want to go down the rabbit hole. Exactly. What are Jim Johnston's politics? They can't be good. Oh, man. I can't <laughs> imagine. Oh, the wrestling composers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I cannot imagine they're too good. I don't want to know because I, I don't, don't want, want them yeah. to ruin uh, next big thing, the Brock Lesnar theme for me. I got to be able to go back to that one. Yeah, listen, I like, I already. Uh, like in the past like four years i now have to like do a lot of reconciling with the undertaker i don't want to lose the undertaker song guys don't worry he's an anarcho syndicalist now let's move on (laughs) (laughs) you 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 still have the underwear undertaker but you don't have mark calloway i didn't even know who he was character remains the guy total fucking loser yeah for sure the i the like I do have friends who are like fuck the Undertaker. I was like, you mean you don't want to the wizard, the like a weird, <laughs> like, a wrestling wizard? We got what if fucking whatever. I'll, I yeah, I'm yeah. still I'm still excited to see like uh fucking a, a dude who looks like all of Typo Negative's dad exactly. coming out. Yeah. We're going to a-